0: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. Minnesota sports fans, we want to hear from you. Your comments, questions, thoughts? Tweet us at Score North. Call us at 651-646-8255. This is Ventline on Score North
1: why is anybody even surprised we do this every year there's no reason for this to be a surprise to anybody over the age of 25 but they're gonna run everybody back you know get the band back together like yeah duh because that's what they do every team in this town is like this
2: all right Monty
1: in
3: st paul what's up hey what's going on how y'all doing you doing well what's up today I just, I'm kind of upset because I just don't see why nobody told Kirk Cousins to take his helmet off on the sideline. Like,
0: he just looked so stupid all day today to me just having the helmet on. It was just so irritating just looking at it. what the hell is going on? Like, what is it? Like I, I I I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last like five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, go hide in your house in Florida. Like what is this? Get in front of the camera and at least make us feel that we that we matter. That we matter to you. Like I'm sick of it, Bulldog. I'm sick of it.
2: And welcome into the VentLine Coffee Club from the TCL Broadcast Studios. Uh, plenty to talk about today. Of course, we had plenty of topics to uh, discuss yesterday, uh, which included this team. And of course, if you would like to chime in on them, they're still in play.
0: He got that one.
2: McCaffrey will not use a timeout. Carr, three-quarter court. Heave is short. <laughs> So that, that is how do you feel about the job that Richard Pitino is doing with the Gopher basketball team, which suffered a, um, let's put it this way, a terrible loss on Sunday. And then, of course, there's the status of this team.
0: Ella, he'll send it back for Burns. He shot the They score! Brent Burns' shot goes in off Dylan Gambrow. And the Sharks
2: break through and take a 1 0 lead. And what the Wild should do with the trade deadline approaching a week from yesterday. So, on this upcoming Monday is the National Hockey League trade deadline. Uh, but I want to first, I, on this show t- uh, today, I want to go back to our roots very much because, of course, the name of this show or what got this show off the ground was this team.
1: And up steps into it, passes.
4: Old oh, memories.
2: Those the good old days, Dex. Football. All right. I want to go back primarily, and of course, the uh, vet line phones are open now until noon, as always. Six five one six four six eight two five five. We appreciate you listening to us on the uh, Score North mobile app if that's where you're consuming the show. Maybe you're going old school, AM 1500. Maybe you're going very new school, Twitter, Twitch, and uh, Facebook, 651-646-8255. But Declan Goff, the National Football League Scouting Combine, begins next week. I looked this up today. It just so happens, talk about timing, that free agency starts at 3 p.m. exactly one month from today. It is February eighteenth. The greatest time, one of the greatest times, to be a NFL fan is the start of what they like to call the new league year, free agency that starts three p.m. exactly one month from today, and that gets us to an interesting place that I want to start today's show football wise. All right, I want to
0: mock. mock! mock!
2: We have two of them. Both of them, very credible football sources, all right? I'm going to start with what I consider to be, and this is no slight against Sports Illustrated, but I'm going to start with what I consider to be a little bit the lesser of the two, and that is one that came out a few hours ago from the fine folks at SI. All right, their mock draft. I'm going to give you about the top five or six and then, as we ordinarily do, I'm going to go all the way down to the Vikings pick at 25. Okay, do do want to mock. So, number one, going to the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow, quarterback, LSU. Now, there's speculation, and Burrow isn't exactly killing this, that he might not want to play for the Bengals. But as SI writes in their uh, in their deal that they have about Burrow, all indications point to Burrow being under center for his home state Bengals in 2020. So that is the number one pick. Number two, Washington, no surprise, edge rusher extraordinaire. Anyone would love to have him from Ohio State, Chase Young. Number three, this has been a very common refrain for the Detroit Lions with the third pick overall, Jeffrey Okota, the cornerback from Ohio State. Number four to the New York Giants, Jedrick Wills, offensive tackle, Alabama to strengthen their line. And then, no surprise, number five to the Miami Dolphins, Tua going to the Dolphins. Now, I don't know that he gets down to five if the medicals continue to look good. And uh, then Justin Herbert, quarterback, Oregon, going to the Chargers at six, which now I will skip all the way down to 25 and get to your Minnesota Vikings, assuming that they stay at 25. And their pick at 25, and this is about, I think, the third. This is third. spicy. I, no, no, this, this is before spicy. We'll get to spicy next. Oh. This is about the third or fourth mock to predict this. Although his brother is basically issuing cryptic tweets by the day. At number 25, SI has cornerback Trevon Diggs, Alabama, coming to the Vikings.
0: I want a mock! Mock! I want!
2: No, no. Now we get to spicy.
0: I want to mock. Mock. I want to mock. mock.
2: The godfather of mock drafts 2.0, Mel Kuyper. Mel Kuyper clearly said to himself, you know, I'm seeing all these kids do all these mock drafts now. And they're all so safe. They're all so... These kids are being so safe with their predictions. So I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to do something that's far more intriguing and exciting than just going basically and saying, ah, you know, uh, two is going to the Dolphins, all right? So the top five for Mel Kuyper. Number one, he's sticking with Joe Burrow to the Bengals. He's also sticking with Chase Young defensive end, Ohio State to Washington. Now here's where it gets interesting for Mel Kuyper. Number three, going to the Detroit Lions, he has them jumping and taking Tua to replace Matthew Stafford. And then, of course, that would mean that Stafford would be done in Detroit. And the relationship between Stafford and the Lions, I think, has become prickly, is a good way to put it, at best. And so there's also been speculation that Miami's going to give Detroit a haul to trade up to three to get Tua. But Kuyper's saying, oh, bleep it, I'll just have the Detroit Lions taking Tua. Number four, uh, Jeff Okota, the quarterback or the cornerback from Ohio State going to the Giants. And then he has the Dolphins saying, Oh, well, we didn't get Tua. We got to get our quarterback, Justin Herbert, Oregon, going at number five to the Miami Dolphins. So that's Kuyper's top five. So the fact he's got Tua going three to the Lions could obviously change the face of the NFC North Division fairly quickly. It could um it could mean Obviously, for the Vikings, that they're going to have to play two it twice a year. I'm not saying he's going to be great, but I think he could be pretty good. But forget all of that, John. Before we get to you, and you're going to like this one, we get down to pick number 25 by Mel Kiper.
4: Oh yeah, I've
2: gotten to the point now, Dex, where I've been looking at mock drafts for a few weeks now, and I've gotten used to okay, it's digs, it's a defensive tackle, right? right? And those yeah. are those are all things the Vikings need, right? Absolutely. So it's not like oh man, a terrible pick. But I got down to number 25 from Mel Kuyper, and, and, and I saw this guy.
3: Hogan wants to throw! What? It's picked off! Oh my goodness, it's Winfield!
2: What's that you say? Antoine Winfield Jr., number 25 in Kuyper's mock to the Minnesota Vikings. Obviously, a great player for the Gophers. Let me read you some of what Mel Kiper Jr. wrote in explaining, and this is the first time, I think this is the first time I've seen that Antoine Winfield Jr. being projected as a first-round draft pick, much less going to the team his dad played for. Kuiper writes, yes, this is the son of that Antoine Winfield who was drafted by the Bills in round one in 1999 and played nine seasons for the Vikings. The junior Winfield had seven picks last season. And while interceptions can sometimes be misleading as a projection tool for prospects, he was more than a ball hawk. He also had 88 tackles, three sacks and two forced fumbles. He obviously had a great year. Winfield showed Kuyper Wright's great range and instincts at the position, and I really liked watching his 2019 tape. Let's hope he's passed the hamstring and foot injuries that prematurely ended his 2017 and 18 seasons for the Golden Gophers. Safety might not appear to be a top priority for the Vikings, but they have salary cap issues and could use Anthony Harris to or could lose Anthony Harris to a big offer in free agency. So, yes, Mel Kuyper, the godfather of giraffes, has the Vikings taking a safety, and it is the son of former Viking great, and I consider this guy to be a great player, Antoine Winfield Jr. or Sr. coming to the Vikings.
0: I want to mock! Mock! I want to mock! Mock!
2: All right, so Vent Line is underway. Six, All right. the coffee club in session. Your thoughts on that? I'm going to throw a couple more Vikings questions your way as well, but what would you think if the Vikings went safety and went with uh, the gopher stalwart from last season, Antoine Winfield Jr., 651-646-8255. The vice president of the coffee club, John, you are on. What's going on, John?
0: Good day, good sir.
2: Good day to you. How are you? I I am fantastic. I am going up to see uh, Ventline favorite,
0: Jeff in Boston. Nice. Um, the one, the only. It's going to be a good time, a good old family trip. Um, now, here's, the, here's one my, my thing with the Mel Kiper draft. I don't think we're going to lose Anthony Harris. I think we're going to draft Antoine Winfield, and I think we're going to run out three safeties at all times. Ooh, and John, Zimmer's this is reckless. Gonna, Zimmer's just going to
2: let him loose. Hey, wait, 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 we wait. Hey, John. John, wait, hold on. Yep. Reckless speculation. As Declan said, reckless. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, no. I think
0: this is, this is about as sound as it gets because you've got Harrison Smith. Is he a linebacker? I don't know. Anthony Harris. Is he worth the money? I don't know. Can Winfield? Can he play at the NFL level? I don't know. Look at all of those variables. This defense, Judd, top five, maybe. It's happening. The offense, zero. Defense, <laughs> maybe.
2: Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's, ha- what's happening if the offense is zero in your mind?
0: Uh, they're so good. They're better than number one.
2: Their numbers zero. Yeah, John. I I don't. So wait, wait. Do you do you really think, or are you uh, being a jokester? Do you really think they're going to retain Anthony Harris at the contract he's probably going to get? Uh,
0: do I think they will? I, I'm not sure. Do I want them to? Yes.
2: Well, it would be nice, but keep in mind the the amazing thing is right now, according to um, OverTheCap.com, John. The Minnesota Vikings are one of two teams that are over the projected cap for the 2020 season, and I know that they can and will get below this, but that price tag that they're over right now by is $11.2 million. Hmm. So I don't know. There, there's going. You're not only going to have to cut guys. You're going to have to make some very difficult decisions about uh, probably a couple restructures and probably about not bringing certain guys back that you would love to bring back because a year ago, you know, a year ago you went to Anthony Barr and said, "We'll ex- we'll bring you back on a contract that is going to cost us e- eventually." Right, sure. So that's where that's where I really think a guy like Harris gets caught in the middle of this thing of I don't know that you can afford that one,
0: Jud. What I hear from you is a lot of facts, and what I what I want to hear is I want to hear hopes and dreams.
2: Uh, you know what? I got bad news for you. That often happens on Don't a that of uh, I got bad news for you, Don't John. It, I, yeah. John, I gotta be honest, I'm sports dad. Yeah. It's the life lesson. If you Good want job. if you want things that aren't going to happen, I think you've come to the wrong place. I'll just put it that way.
0: So I had to get out of
2: Minnesota. So yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, John. You Talk like to that. you. You like that. Enjoy your trip to Boston. Thanks. Six five one six four six eight two five five. John's always worth a good laugh. I will give him that. True. I will. He,
4: he I, wanted to sing again, and I, I said, "No, no, no. I, I just want reckless speculation." And and he, he gave you that. Thankfully, delivered. Yeah,
2: he gave you that. Now, as far as just to touch on the Winfield idea from Kuiper, would I expend a first round pick on Winfield? No. Would I love to get that kid on my roster? Absolutely. I think he's going to be a very, very good pro. My only concern about him. Because of what Kuiper wrote about uh where he got hurt in both 2017 and 2018. My concern about him falls back on that. At that size and the way he plays, can he stay healthy? But when you see him play, his instincts are off the charts. And I really do think that athletically, his dad was a such a smart player. And his dad was a great athlete. I don't know that junior is not a better athlete. Junior can, I think, do more. And and in fairness to senior, I covered him and saw him play in the second part or the second act of his career after Buffalo. So maybe when he got to the Bills, he was the same athlete that his son is right now. But if you're talking about the potential, let's just say this, let's say Harris leaves and you have Antoine Winfield Jr. and Harrison Smith as your safeties, and you're talking about the potential of the smarts of that tandem, the football savvy of that tandem, it's off the charts.
4: So if you're going to keep, though... Harris, Anthony Harris, Harrison Smith, and then also draft Winfield. You would have to basically restructure Harrison Smith, right? I mean, cause if you cut him, I believe it's $3 million against the cap, and yeah. I think he makes 14 if he's not cut. Yep. So you'd have to take a significant pay cut if you're Harrison Smith. Harris would probably still have to also take a friendly deal. You'd get more on the open market. Plus, it just seems too good to be true, in my opinion. I don't think it's possible. I
2: think one of the, I think one of those two safeties has to go. I just don't think it works. And Anthony Harris is the intriguing player because he's younger. Harrison Smith, though, is so solid, and he gives you a player who I think is a linchpin to the success of that defense. Absolutely. It, I guess my question on on Anthony Harris is: if Harrison Smith left, is Anthony Harris the same player? Because Harrison Smith, look at how they use him. Look at how the fact that he's up at the line of scrimmage on certain plays, he's a pseudo linebacker on certain plays and all of the different things that he can do basically because Anthony Harris is a very smart player and I think he's instinctual, but if you take away 22 from him, my question becomes can he be can he be Harrison Smith or do guys like Harris also benefit largely because of the fact that Harrison Smith can do so many things, and I don't know the answer to that question. And I don't know it's worth finding out by cutting Harrison Smith, which I don't think they will do, by the way. But I don't think it's worth finding out by cutting him and then saying, okay, Anthony Harris is our star safety, and finding out, oh, he's still a really good, instinctual player, but he's not the guy that he was with Harrison Smith. But anyway, the Winfield idea... Intrigues me because I also think here's the other thing that I think that you could do with Junior if you drafted him. I think I don't know that he's a full time safety, but I think he could play that position at times for sure. I think he might be a full time safety, but where he really intrigues me is I think he could do the same thing his dad did so effectively here. Move inside, nickel corner. Because he he hits guys hard. And everybody said, well, Antoine's not that big. It didn't matter. Antoine hit so hard that, in my estimation, he ended up being a, a pseudo, a hybrid safety linebacker. And I could see the same thing with his kid. So Mel Kuyper, out of nowhere, at 25, uh, his 2.0 mock. Antoine Winfield Jr., a Viking. Your thoughts on that, 651-646-8255, TCL Broadcast Studios. It's Judd, it's Declan, it's uh, the Ventline Coffee Club going until noon. All right, let's go from that, and that question is certainly pending, if you want to call in on that.
3: Reckless speculation.
2: To this one. And we started on this track a few weeks back, and the last two weeks have been crazy. I think a trade went down. Uh twins-wise, and, and then obviously the last two weeks, there's just been so much stuff going on. So back to the Viking vent line topic. If you were making decisions, so if you are Spielman, Zimmer, Brzezinski, the Wilfs, for this team, what's a drastic move that you would make in the next couple months? So as we said, The new league year slash free agency starts one month from today. If you were the chief decision maker or suggesting things for this team and you could make a drastic move, and people might be like, whoa, really? But you say, look, this is going to be the most important move. And there's a lot of choices here. What is one drastic move? And Dex, will start with you, 651-646-8255.
4: What's your drastic move that you would make? If you were running the Vikings, all right. This is very spicy. I, I said I thought yours was going to be spicy, and I jumped the gun because you thought reckless speculation. Because you thought uh, Stephon Diggs' brother was coming. We also had Antoine Winfield coming, but I got I got one better for you. Okay, it doesn't even involve the draft. It involves going out in free agency, and now I, this guy has to take a prove it deal because he didn't play all of last year, but he's arguably been one of the most dynamic wide receivers in the NFL over the last ten seasons. Hulk Bronkley.
3: End zone again. Sliding catch in the end zone for the touchdown by A.J. Green.
4: That's right. Go get A.J. Green on this team. Get him a very small incentive based deal. He has to prove it to someone. A three deep. What? Of Thielen, Diggs, A.J. Green.
3: Reckless speculation. You like that? Hold Bite on.
2: Me. You like that? Hold on a second. Bite here. me. Hold on a second here. Wait, 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 wait. First of all, AJ Green is probably at least a top 15 free agent. He's 32 years on old. On the market. You are eleven million dollars over the salary cap. That's correct. You have, at least as we talk right now, you have Diggs and Thielen. You're paying Rudolph. Yep. I don't think you can afford to do this, and I don't think that he would take your offer. I think he's going to get paid. Some other team is going to come along with salary cap room. Like I, I see what you're saying, but I don't think there's any way on God's green earth that, one, you can afford this move, two... I don't see a way that he says yes, and plus he's not going to get the football. He's going to be like, "But I got to get, but I got to get my touches." And
4: you are going to say, "Well, you are in line behind Thielen and Diggs." He's thirty-two years old. All right, okay, he's going to want a big deal. I don't think anyone's going to be pushing out the dollars to give him a big deal, even though he's been a very good wide receiver. He's up there in age. He has to prove that he's still healthy. Come out to Minnesota, team up with Diggs and Thielen. Put your ego and, and your touches and catches aside, and guys, you can play in a dynamic offense. He's a receiver for pennies on the dollar. Nobody,
2: no receiver does that. I mean, I, I love to hear. I would love to hear a guy be like, "Oh, that's fine," but the
4: receivers are—that's what they live for. Sure, but you have the opportunity. Okay, okay. With you, Kirk Cousins right. and Dalvin uh, Cook and a me, great offense.
2: Okay, make me the sales pitch. So, so I am Spielman and Kubiak, and we're sitting down with A.J. Green and his agent. Make me
4: the pitch for why I should play with Kirk Cousins. First off, Kirk, you just had a great career season. PFF numbers across the board. He was slinging it around to digs. Thielen went down. That was a little bit of an issue, but it it wasn't crazy. You had Kyle Rudolph as a red zone threat. A.J. Green helped stretch the field, opens things up for everyone else. A.J., if you're going to come here, you're going to have all the offensive weapons at your disposal. you got a great guy in Gary Kubiak. Court Cousins off a career season. Dalvin Cook having still a good year, too. I think he'd be a dream for this offense, and he'd be chasing a, a possible Super Bowl. That's right. I said Super Bowl. Reckless speculation.
2: I could see him going to this place before here.
4: Oh, don't do this to me. Go, Pat, go. Don't do this to me. Come play with Aaron Rodgers.
2: I, we got, we got plenty of touches available.
4: As wait, God is my witness, I'm going to quit. You're going to quit this job? Yeah, I might quit if that happens. If
2: A.J. Green goes to these guys? Go, uh,
4: back, go! Well, that That's wa- the last thing I want to see. I don't want to see number 12 throwing in the football. There's
2: a lot of areas, Declan Goff, that this team desperately needs help at. Um, I don't know if adding... A receiver now maybe if you trade digs away, but AJ Green is going to get paid. Man, somebody's going to pay him. Someone's going to look at him and be like, ah, he can still be real good. The and
4: longer he remains on he the market, Cincinnati, yeah, the better it is. He lands here in Minnesota. Okay. It's a pipe dream. I'm okay. not saying think, it's guaranteed or even like a five percent chance of happening. Tops. I
2: think I think he's a first three day guy gone. That's my guess. Okay. My guess is he's first 3 days gone. Yeah, if he if he lasts for like 5 or 6 days I, I I'll be shocked. All right, so Declan, that is a spicy hot take though. Way to bring it. That's a fastball right there. Um AJ Green, 6516468255. All right. So, here's mine. Mine is by the way not nearly as spicy Vikings-wise as yours. Because I just don't uh I'm thinking about the internal moves. I'm thinking about who I can bring back and who I can pay and who I can't. And can I pay Anthony Harris? Um, I'm I'm going to let Everson Griffin walk. There are going to be guys that have to be cut. Um, and so my my boldest move right now is this one. And it's probably not going to sit well, and I don't know how he and his representatives are going to react. But I and I don't think the Vikings will do this. I think the Vikings are going to pay this guy, but I just can't do it. I am telling Declan, Dalvin Cook, you are playing on the last season of your contract. We aren't going to, we might pay you, but we're not going, we're not going to do, we're not going to lock ourselves into a long-term uh, Zeke Elliott, which is the rumor of what Dalvin Cook wants type of contract. I'm going to tell him, look, I appreciate the situation here. I appreciate Dalvin that you are a fantastic player, and I appreciate the fact that you mean a lot to this team. But holding out, which is my guess of what he'll threaten to do, holding out can backfire. Look at Melvin Gordon, right? Melvin Gordon had a miserable year. Melvin Gordon was uh it was awful because he basically stood his ground. And the thing to keep in mind is With football players, is this, and I've always said this, and it's different than other sports. If you're willing to hold out for an extended period, Le'Veon Bell, you never get the year back. So it's not like a baseball player where it's like, oh, I feel fresh after a year off. The wear and tear of football, okay, you might not get that, but there's nothing that benefits you from aging in football. So I tell Dalvin Cook, dude, we're not going to trade you, you're under contract. Show up, and if you pay, you know. Unfortunately, if you have played a different position, we'd probably look at this differently. But you play a disposable position at which you are really good, but we've got guys behind you who are also good. So my my boldest th- my boldest line in the sand is Dalvin Cook come back play on the last year of your contract. You know what? Prove us wrong. That's fine but do, but do that. Okay. So, that's AJ mine. AJ Green. Come to the AJ Green. AJ Green. Okay, 651-646-8255. 651-646-8255. Your thoughts on on that and uh don't forget if you can't call us, leave us a mic drop message on the Score North app. All you have to do is download the app, tap mic drop in the uh menu and leave us a message and we can play that on Ventline as well. So, 651-646-8255. Your thoughts. What is the boldest move? that you would make if you were the Vikings and also uh, come back and get to a second which
4: Score North download Declan Goff taking you through Vikings event line with Judge Zolgad this download is brought to you by Precision Events LLC listen and win the on the free Score North app this month one lucky winner will win a $200 gift card to Amazon.com Just for having and using the app, register your app, listen to your favorite Score North content, and you could be a winner. Well, we have semi-breaking football news here. I got it, Judd. All right. On this Score North down, a little bit of breaking football news. Drew Brees announces he is playing in 2020. He announced on his Instagram, like any good millennial would do, that he's coming back for the 2020 season. He said, "I look forward to the grind, the journey, for the reward at the end will be worth it." Love you, hashtag Who Dat Nation. So Jubilee is coming back to the Saints. Well, isn't that interesting? Declan? It is Teddy Bridgewater seeking a big time contract from someone. As you said, with AJ Green going to Green Bay, I would be equally as heartbroken seeing Teddy Bridgewater in Chicago. Go, Pats, go. So whether it's. Anywhere in the North, I want my, I want Teddy nowhere near my division. I like that? I, can't, don't like that! I, I don't I don't like that, Judd. <laughs> I want him away from the NFC North. My heart cannot contain watching him play for a division rival. That's your score, North Down, love.
2: You're a Minnesota sports fan. You're young. Get used to your heart being broken, okay? It's been broken in no, more well, ways than I know, than but one. just accept the fact that it's going to continue uh, to be broken. And and what's interesting about the new, uh, news that Breeze is going to return to the Saints, which obviously they were hoping for. It's a report that came from um, Jeremy Fowler, now a VSPN, former Viking beat writer for the Pioneer Press. Yesterday, Fowler reported that Teddy is expected to have a, strong quote, strong market in free agency and could land a multi-year deal paying him around $30 million per year. Is somebody going to pay Teddy thirty mil per year? Now, the success with the Saints in the limited time he had is impressive. And I guess the question comes back of do you trust the leg? How do you build that contract if you do give him 30 mil per year that would protect the team? But nonetheless, is Teddy Bridgewater 2.0 a $30 million per year quarterback? What the heck? You know what? 651, 646 8255. Ventline Coffee Club is open. And let's go to our pal Richard. Hi, Richard.
3: Hey, what's up, Judd? What's going on? Uh, just Come sitting here drink,
2: drinking coffee and uh, talking to you, man.
3: So I was thinking uh, the other day, well, I saw that Andy Dalton uh, – well, let me redo that. I saw that the Bengals were willing to uh, do trade offers for Andy Dalton. Yeah. So I was thinking if Carolina and uh, the, the Bengals did the same thing, came, came to the Vikings and said, hey, we want Kirk, who would you pick?
2: So if if the Bengals came to the Vikings,
3: yeah, the Bengals or or Carolina and say we want to move on from from Cam, if you know his records, oh, records oh oh oh, from Cam Newton, okay, from Cam yeah. Newton, um, and came to the Vikings and said we want Kurt between Carolina huh. and the Bengals, who would you take?
2: So I've got my choice of st- of sticking with Kirk, going with Cam or D- or Dalton from the Bengals. Y- yes. Um, you know, if he's healthy, Cam intrigues me some. I want nothing to do with Dalton, okay? But why, Bill? Because I don't think he's an upgrade. If I'm going to move you on don't from th-
3: Dalton? You don't think so in that system, that QBAC no. like simple system?
2: No, no, no. I think Andy Dalton's seen his best years. No, I really don't, R- Richard. Now, if you're talking about Cam, I need to know his health status. Right. But but Andy if I was to rank those 3 Andy Dalton is a is number 3 easily for me.
3: Why? Which is is he your top pick? Well, I was looking at his highlights the other day and I'm like, man, he's not scared. He's got a lot of rushing touchdowns last year. And he's not scared yeah. to throw the ball. He don't panic like Kirk yeah, you know And another thing is a healthy Cam is a dangerous Cam. We know that.
2: Oh yeah, Cam, yes, yes. No, I'm talking about Dalton. Cam I need yeah. to know more on. No, no, no. Right, if I'm man, ranking clear. if I'm ranking those three, I I don't know enough about Cam's health right now right, right. to give We've him a fair grade. Yeah. Andy right. Dal- Andy Dalton, I want nothing to do. I don't think he improves my team.
3: I was, I, I don't know. I was thinking maybe, yeah, I don't know. But he looked pretty good. I was like, man, he could scramble out of the pocket, and he's got quite a few Russian touchdowns last year. I was like, hey, better than scary Kirk. Yeah, that's it. Thanks,
2: Richard. Talk All to right, you. Man. Yeah, Dex. I can't go with uh, Dalton. I can, I can hear a conversation about Cam Newton if he's healthy. I can have, I can entertain that one. Uh, Andy Dalton to me, uh, uh-uh. uh, non-starter. I just, I can't do it.
4: No, I Dalton. Yeah, absolutely not. Andy Dalton. I can't and do Cam Newton, with. who I really used to admire. I, he is so he's broken. I mean, th- that guy is a shell of who he used to be. He's taken too many licks. I want nothing to do with Cam Newton. And then look, I'm not a humongous fan of Kirk Cousins, but I, I would take Kirk Cousins eight days a week over both of those quarterbacks.
2: Do you know what I sort of miss here? I sort of miss the the fact that the Vikings, and this is not a bad thing for them probably, but I sort of miss by having the stability of the fact that you know who your quarterback is going to be in Cousins in 2020, I miss the old school, who are the Vikings going to chase? Who are the Vikings going to pursue? The next few months, as far as free agent quarterbacks, is going to be so fun to watch. Is Brady going back to the Patriots? Is Brady going to go, supposedly, the Las Vegas Raiders are going to come at him? Where is Rivers going to land? Where is Teddy going to land? I miss the old days of chasing QBs. And the Brady dynamic to me is so—it's going to be so much fun. Because I do think he, even at his advanced age, has the potential to come back with a different team and have... If it's the right team, the right uh, system and personnel, have one more really good, fun year. I miss the days of the, and this sounds crazy because I covered it and it was a complete pain in the arse, but the whole Pursuit of Favre thing. And are they going to get Favre? 651-646-8255. Let's go to Chris. Hi, Chris. How are you?
5: Morning, guys. Good morning. So, uh, I mean, I would love to see the Vikings go. Nuts and just shock the world and trade everything for Tua, but let's face yeah. that's not going to
2: happen. No, it's not. No, it's not. And I, I think he now, I think, Hey, Chris, I think, I think Kuiper is on the right track. I think Tua now goes at three. It might not be Detroit. It might be the Dolphins trading up with Detroit, but I think Tua now the expectation was five that he would go to the Dolphins at five. I now think whoever gets him gets him with the third overall pick.
5: Yeah, see, uh, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, um, I don't think he's making it past the Lions because it's a win-win for the Lions either yep. way. Either they, they get him and have him or they get him and use him as draft collateral and just be like, who wants him? Who's going to pay the most? Here he is. Come and get him. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but that being the case, if they do decide to keep him, Stafford's got, what, two years left on his contract?
2: Yeah, I'd have he's to look it up. Be, yep,
5: he he's he's not going to be there much longer. I I think I I mean I get the feeling that he's on his way out.
2: I think you're so right. If
5: I were the Vikings, I would see if they do if if Detroit does take Joe, see what you can do about getting Stafford on a team friendly deal. Let's see here. Because in my opinion, he's better than Kirk uh, and costs a lot less.
2: I would agree he's better than Kirk. Let me look up his contract for you here real quick. Uh, there is, he is signed, he has, is he signed through 2020, and then there, there's a potential out after 2021. He, he has mm-hmm. two years, he has two years on his contract through his age 34 season in 2022, but it looks like there's an out of that contract after 2020. And, and as I said before, I don't know what's going on with Stafford there, but it certainly seems like things have gotten prickly with him. Mm-hmm. So I think you're yeah. right, and if I'm the Lions, now this would be so smart that I think the Lions are too dumb to do it. But if they <laughs> but if they smooth things over with Stafford um enough to bring him back in 2020, I okay. in my perfect world, you bring Stafford back on what amounts to as I said the last year of his contract, right? You draft yep. you draft Tua And then you have the luxury of what I would love to see the Vikings do with Kirk and Tua, which is have Tua rehab that hip in 2020, learn behind Stafford, go to meetings, not have any pressure to play, and then you pull the trigger on him starting for you in 2021. The only thing there is, do the Lions have the intelligence to do that? And that's a lot of moving parts for a franchise that often doesn't handle things well.
5: I don't think the Lions are smart enough to do that. I mean, if the Vikings got hold of him, that's what they do. I'm pretty sure they're smart smart enough to do that. Yeah, but I agree. I don't think the Vikings have the cojones to go after Tua in the first place.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: So that's the problem. No, and
2: I I don't know what the price, if if I'm right, and let's say Tua's going to go with a third overall pick, Chris, I don't mm-hmm. know what the price would be by that point. It would probably be too high. Like, to get yeah. up that high... 'Cause it would be your first round pick. It would have to be another, I think, pretty good first round pick and a second round pick. I, I would mean, make phone calls, but but the Lions I mean, it's, are it's in calling for. Yeah, exactly. But the Lions are in the perfect position to pull the trigger on drafting Tua mm-hmm. and if they don't completely screw things up with Stafford, have one year of a transitionary phase and then have a pretty good quarterback potentially for ten years. So
5: yeah, I think that the Lions are actually dumb enough to let Tua fly by them.
2: Of course they are. They're the Lions. Hilarious. Their coach is an idiot. They're poorly run. You're, you're exactly right. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Talk All to right. you. Have a
5: good
2: one. 651-646-8255. Six, six, five, five, coffee Club event line uh, carries on until noon when it's going to be scoring north live. Doogie, Collar, and Declan on that show. 651-646-8255. Any thoughts that you would like to vent about, including our question of the day, if you were Rick Spielman, Mike Zimmer, and the Wilfs, what's the one, what's the boldest move that you would make in the coming weeks with your roster? 651 six, On the Score North app. Coffee Club vent line continues, and as you just heard Big Voice Guy say, and We have not, Declan, unleashed this yet, but we should try it this week at some point, perhaps tomorrow. Leave a mic drop message on the Score North app. It's this simple. All you do is download the app, tap mic drop in the menu, and then leave us a message, and we will play it on an upcoming show. So if you would like to, uh, if you can't get to the phone right now, but would like to leave your thoughts on what's the biggest move that you would make, if you were uh, the Vikings GM Rick Spielman, head coach Mike Zimmer, owner Ziggy Wilf, Declan's is he pursue free agent AJ Green and pay him too, and then go into complete salary cap hell and be done? All, although I get your point, it's a bold move. It's very bold. I'm it's a bold guy, Judd. So would would you just to be just to flesh this out a little bit more, Declan? Would you accompany this with the potential trade of Diggs then as well? Mm, no, be- because I think AJ Green's going to ask you like, let's say he's like, yeah, I'd love to come to the Vikings, and I, I I love Kirk Cousins. Um, but I got to get my touches. I need to be the top guy or I need to be the two guy.
4: Well, then if if that's the case, goodbye.
2: Okay, cuz he's not I don't think there's any way in 2019 a receiver like that who wants to come back I, and leave one more impression. I don't
4: think he's going to say, um, yeah, that sounds great and if I get my touches, that's fine and if I don't, I don't. I just think at 32 years old, he's not going to get the money that he desperately wants. He's he didn't play a snap last year. Yeah. I just, I think he'll get what? I think
2: he'll get too much from another team. I think the problem is the Vikings have so little to give. Right. That somebody's going to come and be like, oh, I will give you X amount more. He screams New England Patriot all day. Yeah. Doesn't he? I mean, I mean, he totally does,
4: especially if Brady stays put. He screams New England Patriot signing all day.
2: Absolutely. And my uh, bold move would be, and I think it makes sense to tell Dalvin Cook and his agent, we're not going to extend you. In fact, we are going to plan on having you back for the final season of your rookie contract. And keep in mind with Dalvin, it's a four-year deal because he was a second-round pick, so there was no fifth-year option. So his fourth year of his contract is the 2020 season, and I would tell Dalvin, uh, Dalvin, we love you. You're fantastic. But if you're going to hold out, we urge you to look at the case of Gordon, Melvin, and his 2019 season with the L.A. Chargers. Uh, It's a bad idea. And again, the other threat that you have that's legitimate is if you're running back and you hold out for a year, you don't gain that year back at the end of your career. So it ain't like you miss your age 28 season or 27 season and say, yeah, but at 34 I'll be, no, 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 no. It doesn't work that that way. You miss that year, and it costs you completely. Uh, 651-646-8255. All right, let's get to our Rob Manfred Vents of the Day. Oh, boy. And now people are saying, we're sick of this Astros thing, and I get that. I get that, okay, folks? This isn't Declan venting. It's not me. The greatest thing about this (laughs) is this has turned into multimillion-dollar baseball stars and or really good players every day lashing out at the Astros, at the commissioner, and what I love about this is this spineless commissioner, there's nothing he can do. So think about this. Think about ripping the president of your company every single day, and knowing he's there's nothing he can do about it. It's incredible. This is off the charts. Never seen this before. Let's start with um, Justin Turner, L.A. Dodgers. By the way, it's called the commissioner's trophy. So... For him to
1: devalue it the way he did yesterday is, is just tells me how out of touch he is with, with the players in this game. And, you know, at this point, the only thing devaluing that trophy is that it says Commissioner on it. And then there's more. No one no one in this clubhouse or in this room is asking for a, a, a trophy to be handed to us by any means. We want to earn it. We want to earn it the right way. We want to, you know, like I said at FanFest, we want to be the last team standing. We want to catch the last out. We want to pop champagne and dogpile on the field. And uh, we want to have the parade in L.A. Uh, but at the same time, you know, we understand how difficult it is, you know, to win a World Series. It's hard. It's really hard. And it's something that you have to earn. And obviously, um, you know, as the report showed, as all these guys from their club over there are coming back and apologizing and, uh, you know, trying to make amends for it, it's pretty evident
2: to me that it wasn't earned. So Justin Turner, rightfully so, dumping on the commissioner and the Astros. So I'm sure he took a deep breath and thought, that felt, that felt good. He also probably felt emboldened because he knows that Manfred can't do a thing. It's like, uh, what, is he going to fine him? You think Justin Turner's actually going to get the checkbook out and be like, ah, I'll write you a check. But then we go from the Dodgers camp to the Braves camp in Florida. Nick Markakis had some thoughts, too. Pretty good stuff.
4: Um, I know how hard this game is. I know how hard uh, preparing for this game is. And to uh, um, to see something like that, it's it's, it's damaging to baseball. Um, you know, it, it's anger. Uh, I feel like every single guy over there needs a beating.
2: Yeah, you heard that right. You heard the last part right. Nick Markakis saying, and I guess he didn't, Elaborate. I don't know if he was asked to about exactly what the beating would be, but Nick Marcakis saying that the Astros who cheated deserve a beating. And Rob Manford really thinks, let's see if I can find this quickly for you. Okay. Rob Manford really thinks that these instructions about not going after the Astros are going to work.
1: I met with um, half the managers, the floor contingent, before um, I came out here to speak to you guys. I'll meet with the other half in Arizona. Um, I hope, I hope that I made it extremely clear to them that retaliation in game by throwing at a batter intentionally will not be tolerated, whether it's Houston or anybody else. It's dangerous, and it is not helpful to the current situation.
2: All right, that's the commissioner talking on Sunday. Here again is Nick Marcakis, who knows what Manfred said, who knows exactly what the commissioner, the guy who runs the sport, said. Here's what Marcakis' response was. Listen very closely to the end to see how seriously anybody takes Rob Manfred these days.
4: Um, I know how hard this game is. I know how hard uh, preparing for this game is and to... to see something like that, it's 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 damaging to baseball. Um, you know, it, it's anger. Uh, I feel like every single guy over there needs a beating.
3: Yeah.
2: So Oof. so Rob, your words really are working. The way. Here's the problem, and I saw a big story come out now explaining why Manfred couldn't suspend individual players because the union would have caused problems because it would have been a huge um, issue, but where players are going to get exact their revenge is this. Nothing's been done as far as they're concerned. So if you can't suspend players, then suspend the owner for two years, but you didn't do that. Okay. Can you do, then strip them of, and I'm not even an advocate of this one, but then at least take the World Series title vacate it. That's what players wanted too. You had to, Manfred had to do something and he did nothing. He thinks that getting Hinch and Lunau, the GM fired was action. Players don't care about that. There's no ramifications whatsoever. Managers being fired does not count. GMs being fired does not count or suspended. Players wanted some type of action that either cost the Astros players or took away. And I don't even think the Dodgers want the damn title. I think the Dodgers just wanted it stripped, period. Which, again, I'm not a fan of. But he had to do something and he did nothing? He did nothing, and then he said it's accountability from the people up top, and he didn't suspend Jim Crane for a year or two, who would have no recourse other than to sue in a court of law. That's why Nick Marcakis is advocating one day after the commissioner said, I don't want players to be hit, actually beating up the Astros. Schoolyard fight. Vent line done for today. Score North live. Doogie, uh, Collar, and Declan up next. We'll be back uh, tomorrow with more Vent line. Appreciate the calls today. Talk
5: to you.